ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد واحسن هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه all praise and thanks belong to allah for guiding us to islam and for guiding us to the sunnah we continue going over the tremendous book by the fadil to shaykh al-allama imam bin baz rahimahullah ta'ala the book which is entitled durus al-muhimma li'amat al-ummah important lessons for the general masses of the muslims we are still speaking about the arkan of the salah the pillars of the prayer it is incumbent that we know what are the conditions of the prayer and that we know what are its pillars if we are concerned for our prayers and we desire that they be accepted then we have to make it our business to become familiar with its prerequisites with its pillars and how to properly perform it so on and so forth We have reached the third pillar the fourth pillar excuse me we have reached the fourth pillar from the pillars of the prayer and that is as the fadil to shaykh shaykh abdul razak bin shaykh abdul muhsin al abad al badr he comments on and that is al ruku' the bowing going into ruku' or what is translated as bowing ar-rabi' min arkanu as-salah ar-ruku' qala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in his noble book ya ayyuhalladhina amanu irka'u wasjudu wa'budu rabbakum as it can be found in surah al-hajj in his verse 77 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says what translated means. O you who believe, bow down, prostrate, and worship your Lord. O you who believe, bow down, eh? make rukur, make rukur, prostrate, and worship your Lord. وَقَالَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says وَرُكَعُوا مَعَ الرَّاكِعِينَ And bow with those who bow And bow down With those who bow down And that ayah can be found in Surah Al-Baqarah And it's verse 43 So Shaykh Abdul Razak he mentions He says فَالرُّكُوعُ Ruknun min arkan of salah. He said, So thus, the rukur, it is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer. It is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer. Wala tasihu illa bihi. And the prayer will not be correct except with it. So if a person were to pray, for example, and they were to go straight from the standing position to prostration, skipping the rukur, then their prayer will be invalid. It will not count. And the salat without the rukur, it will not be correct. It will not count. It will be invalid. With a hadith and musi salata, and in the hadith of the one who prayed badly, the Prophet ﷺ, when teaching him how to pray, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, And bow until you become at rest and at ease and settled, your limbs settled while bowing. And bow, make rukur. Until your limbs become at rest and at ease while bowing. While bowing. Naam. So this is a must that we not only concern ourselves with bowing and that we bow properly, but that we make sure that we come to rest and ease while bowing. And that we are not fast, and that we do not bow with a bowing that is incomplete. So, as such, that we do not come to rest and our limbs settle while in that position of bowing. Because if we were to do this, this will invalidate our prayer, as we will come to see, inshallah ta'ala, uh, later on as we go over the pillars of the prayer and then fifthly Imam bin Baz rahimahullah ta'ala he mentions he says and coming up after the rukur coming back to a standing position after the rukur this is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer Naam, this is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer. As Shaykh Abdul Razak, Ta'ala, he mentions, he says, A, Yarufa' 
من ركوعه حتى يعتدل قائما ويعود كل عظم إلى فقاره. He says is that meaning that one will return to the position of standing after their ruku' and that every limb will go back to its place and that every limb will go back to its place meaning in the standing position in the standing position wa fi hadith and in the hadith of the one who prayed badly when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was explaining to him and teaching him how to pray while highlighting all of the pillars of the prayer and it's important to understand that if one want to want a dalil na'am for each pillar from the pillars of the prayer then they need not accept but to return back to this particular hadith this particular narration in it the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said thumma rufa' hatta ta'tadila qa'iman and then rise meaning after the ruku' then rise up stand back up until you settle while standing so stand back up and come to complete rest while you are standing wa min al-umur al-mu'sifa and from those unfortunate affairs yani anna fil musallin is that you have from those who pray man idha rafa'a min ruku' that the one who when he comes up after after the ruku' huwa ila sujood qabla an ya'tadila qa'ima are individuals who when coming up after the ruku' they will come up and then they will go straight to prostration without completing their stand and in other words without coming to a full rest and complete come back yani completely and stand completely and come to rest in the standing position instead of doing that they come up from ruku' and before coming to a f- complete standing position they they go straight to prostration they go straight to the sajda naam and this is extremely unfortunate and this will have a dire consequence upon an individual's prayer the sheikh he mentions he says wa man kana kadhalika fala salata lahu this has yani extremely dangerous ramifications upon a person's prayer because if anyone prays like this then their prayer will not count it will be invalid naam and again that is a person they in the ruku' right then they come up from the ruku' and they don't come to a complete stand and then they go right down into sujood the prayer upon that manner will be invalid it will not count it will not count naam so it is incumbent and is a must that when coming up from the ruku' that we come to a complete stand allowing all of the bones to go back to their place and to come to rest and then we should go to the prostration then we should prostrate the sheikh he mentions that the individual who prays upon this manner not coming to a complete stand after ruku' then their salat does not count there is no salat for that person لأنه ضيع ركنا من أركانها because they would have lost 
a pillar from its pillars, meaning from the pillars of the prayer. وَكَانَ بِعَمَلِهِ هَذَا وَقِعَ فِي سَرِقَةِ هِيَ مِنْ أَسْوَأَ السَّرِقَاتِ Because the person who does this, he will have committed theft with the most evil types and forms and the worst forms of theft. He will have committed a theft in the most in the worst forms and the worst types of theft. كَمَا جَاءَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ and in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as it comes in a hadith upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, أَنَّهُ قَالُ أَسْوَأُ النَّاسِ سَرِقَةً أَلَّذِي يَصْرِقُ مِنْ صَلَاتِهِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, أَسْوَأُ النَّاسِ The worst of people who steal are those who will steal from their prayer. أَسْوَأُ النَّاسِ سَرِقَةً مَنْ يَصْرِقُ مِنْ صَلَاتِهِ The worst of the thieves, they are those who steal from their prayers. They are those who steal from their prayers. Or we should say, the worst theft, the worst of the people who commit theft, are those who steal from their prayer. قَالُوا وَنَّ الصَّحَابَ Those who heard this, when they heard this, they said, يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَكَيْفَ يَسْرِقُوا مِنْ صَلَاتِهِ They said, O Messenger of Allah, how can an individual steal from their prayer? How is it that they steal from their prayer? وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمَ And I want you to pay attention. Now, all those who like to pray fast, in a rush, in a hurry, as if their only concern is to finish, وَعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ Pay attention. Pay very close attention to this. The Prophet ﷺ, he said that the one who steals from his prayers, who are they? They do not complete its bowing nor its prostrations. They do not complete the bowing nor the prostrations. Or the Prophet ﷺ, he said, لا يقيم صلبه في الركوع that their back does not come to its full position inside of rukur nor inside of sujood. Because when a person makes rukur, again, can't be fast. You have to pray. Take your time. Naam, take your time. Prayer is from the best parts of your day. So why would you want to hasten it and get back to the lowly affairs of the dunya. When a person prays, he's standing in front of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So why would you want to hasten this extremely beneficial opportunity to do what? To get back to some lowly affair of the dunya? So it is incumbent that we take our time. So in other words, when a person they pray, getting back to this, when a person they pray and they make rukur, they have to make sure that their back is as straight as they can possibly have it, that their back is straight as possible, right? According to their ability, according to their physical ability, that their back is as straight as they can possibly have it, and that they're at rest, that they, when they make a rukur, that they come to the rukur and they're at, at rest. Not the individuals who, they come to rukur and then, you know, like this, they come to rukur, then they're automatically back. No, no, no. Make sure that you're at rest, as inshallah ta'ala, we'll come to see, inshallah ta'ala. Like, 
So the person that does not prostrate, they do not bow nor prostrate yani, uh, completely, then these are those who have what? Who have stolen from their prayer. These are individuals who have stolen from their prayer. And this type of theft, this is worse than stealing money. Now, this is worse than stealing money. Because, as the Shaykh explains, the mal because money is connected to the rights of an individual. Money, wealth, naam, dollars, cents, so on and so forth, is connected to the rights of an individual, of a human being, of an individual. But, and salah, but the salah is connected to the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَحَقُّ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى أَعْظَمُ بِلَا شَكُ بِلَا And the rights of Allah, then they are greater. They are greater than the rights of a human being. And this is without any doubt, undoubtedly. Naam. So it is incumbent that when we pray, take your time. You're not in a rush. Naam. And if you feel you're in a rush, for what? What are you in a rush for? Naam. What are you in a rush for? Take your time. Pray. Concentrate when you're praying. Be at ease and at rest in each position of your prayer. That was the, the fifth. The sixth pillar from the pillars of the prayer. As-sujood ala al-a'adha Imam Ben-Baz, he mentions, he says, was sujood meaning sadisan, sixthly. As-sujood ala al-a'adha That a person prostrates upon seven bones. Upon seven bones. Niqawlihi Tabarak wa ta'ala Sheikh Abdul Razak he mentions he says due to the statement due to the statement of the Most High Ya ayyuhal ladina amanuru ka'u wasjunu wa'abudu rabbakum wafa'alu al-khayra la'allakum tuflihun Surah Al-Hajj 77 Allah Ta'ala, he says, what translated means, O you who believe, make rukur, bow, prostrate, and worship your Lord. Perform good, perform righteous good deeds, la'allakum tuflihun, in order that you be successful. La'allakum, here, yani. Sometimes people translate it as perhaps, so that perhaps, naam. But what is intended by it is in order that, in order that. So perhaps meaning in order that you be successful. In order for you to be successful, then you have to what? You have to bow, you have to make prostration, you have to worship your Lord and perform righteous good deeds in order to be successful. The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, هَذَا أَمْرٌ This is a command. These are all command forms of the verb. Naam. 
to prostrate, to bow, to prostrate, and to worship Allah, and to do good. These are all command forms of the verb. So the Shaykh, he mentions, he says, وَالْأَمْرْ لِلْوُجُوبِ And the command, the command here is a command of an obligation, not a command of a recommendation. No, this is a command of an obligation, that this affair is obligatory. Is obligatory. The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, وَفِي صَحِحَيْنِ in the side of the two authentic collections of hadith, the Prophet sallallahu is is narrated on the Prophet sallallahu that he said, "Qal, umirtu an asjuda ala sabi a'udum or a'udum afwan ala sabi a'udum." The Prophet sallallahu he said, "I've been commanded to prostrate on seven bones, on seven bones." Naam. Ala Jabha upon his upon the forehead. Now so the Prophet he enumerates these bones. So he says upon the forehead. Wa ashara ila anfi and he pointed Yani uh, with his hand to his nose. Ashara Yani Ashara he pointed to his nose. So he said, Upon my forehead. And he pointed to his nose. Because this is one one bone. Now this is one one bone. We know this here, the skull is a bone. Okay? But your nose also has to touch the ground. Now your nose also has to touch the ground. So it is included in the in the in the generality of this. Now, so one come back and he say, "Oh, but your, yeah, 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 your nose is cartilage." Well, once you count the bones that that are mentioned, you count seven, not eight. It's food for thought, or just uh, added benefit, you should say, right? But, um, so the Prophet Sallam he mentioned his the forehead. And then he mentions what well, Yadain. Yadain bones. Okay? So we got how many now? We have one, two, three. Okay? And then the Prophet Sallallahu he said, Warukbatain. And the two knees. Because your knees are what? Bones. So again, we got one, two, three. Four, five, because right knee, left knee, four, five, like. And then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said, and on the the ends of my feet and yeah, the toes, right, right, because the, the 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 toes have to be upon the ground, right, or the, the toes and the, the ball part of the area, you know, what you put on the ground when you make uh, sujud have to be on the ground. So let's do the counting again because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says seven, right? Okay. So we have the forehead is one. The And then included with the forehead was the nose because the nose has a touch as well. Alright? But that's numerated as how many? One. And then the two hands. So that's one, two, three. Right knee, left knee. Four, five. Right foot, left foot, six, seven. Now, and that's how we have seven 
the seven bones that we have to prostrate upon. And we have to make sure that we yani, prostrate properly. Yani, and we have to make sure that all of these limbs come into full contact with the ground. That all these limbs are in contact with the ground so that all of the body can take its portion of the prostration. So that all of the body can take its portion of the prostration. Now, And if he doesn't do this, if we don't do this, then our, our sajda is not going to count. And remember that what? The sajda, both sajdas, right? But the sajda, it is from what? It is from the arkan of the prayer. So each prostration, they are from the pillars of the prayer. If we, if we do not put these seven bones on the ground, and they come into contact with the ground for our prostration, then that prostration will not count. If that prostration does not count, that means we have missed a pillar from the pillars of the prayer, and thus the prayer won't count. The prayer won't count. Okay? So it is a must that we make sure that these seven bones come into contact with the ground while we are prostrating right because if not then that sajda will not count and like we have and like it has happened with some of the people that pray this is dangerous. He said we find that some of the people we you know you find them when they're praying that for the duration of the time that they're in sujood from one of the sujood in sajda from one of the sujood of that particular prayer, the whole time they are scratching one foot with the other foot for the totality of the duration of that particular prostration and then what and then they get up and they go and they, and they to the to the sitting between the two sessions if a person were to prostrate upon this manner that the whole time that they're in prostration they are scratching one foot with the other foot and then they go to the sitting between the prostrations, meaning they go to the next position, their prayer will not count because that sajda will have yet to be completed because all seven bones did not come in contact with the ground. They did not prostrate upon seven bones. Why? They prostrated upon six bones. Why? Because they were scratching the foot with the other foot. So it was only six bones. It wasn't seven have to prostrate upon seven bones. They so have to be very careful and very mindful of this. Now, have to be very careful and very mindful of this. Because this, these are from the ways that the shaitan, he, he tricks people out of their prayer. Now, because the whispers of shaitan, whispering, you know, you, the whole time you're praying, the whole day, 
you going throughout your whole day, right? Going throughout your whole day. You're standing in the prayer. You're making you making rukur. Now you come to sujood. Now you come to make a sajda, prostration. All day. You've been walking around doing stuff all day. And now your foot is itching? Now you have an itch in your foot? You understand? We have to be very mindful. Have to be very mindful and very diligent as relates to our prayer. To make sure that when we pray, we're praying correctly. As the Prophet ﷺ commanded us. Pray as you see me praying. And from that is that we have to pray upon seven bones. As the Prophet ﷺ said, That I've been commanded to prostrate upon seven bones. And then he named the bones that have to come in full contact with the ground. Likewise, those who in sajda and you find that they are Yani prostrating in such a manner that they lift their nose off of the ground. So they're prostrating in their head and, and coming up and so their nose does not come in contact with the ground. The Prophet made sure to point out to us that also our nose has to touch the ground. So therefore, Ashara he pointed with his hand to his nose to make sure that the nose touches the ground. Okay? It's very important. It's very important. And we have to be mindful of our enemy, the shaitan. If he can't trick you with the foot, he might try to trick you with the nose. Can't trick you with the nose, might try to trick you with the foot. Can't try to trick you with the foot and the nose, and try to trick you with your hand. You see people like this as well, you know, scratching the whole time or something like this, right? This is, this is, this is, be mindful. Be very mindful, bithnilahi ta'ana. This is for the tricks of shaitan. The shaykhi says that whoever were to prostrate upon this manner where they're scratching their foot the whole time, then this person they will not have made sujood upon the seven limbs upon those seven bones and then it brings us to the seventh condition and that seventh condition seventh condition is and it is to come up after the sajda then after we prostrate then we come up after the sajda and we have that sitting between the two prostrations. That we sit between. Uh, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. Before that. Seventh is that we raise from the prostration. Seven is that we raise up after the prostration. Naam. So the seventh, the seventh um, pillar is that we rise up. From the prostration. The Qawli Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Salata For the one who prayed badly Then come up until you sit And come to yani, rest in, in the sitting position This points to the fact that it is obligatory We have to rise up after this uh, prostration because this is while under the discussion, while speaking about the arkan, the pillars of the prayer. So we have to come up after the prostration. That's the seventh condition. The eighth condition is that we have to sit, have that sitting between the two prostrations. Now, 
Al-Jalsa, so Sheikh Mimbazi says, Al-Jalsa bayna sajdatayni, that we sit between the two prostrations. Wa hiya ruknun min arkanu salat, because that sitting between the two prostrations is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer. Fa'idha rafa'a min sajda al-ula jalasa. So when he came up from the first prostration, he will sit. Naam. This is what the Prophet said, he taught us. When we come up from the first prostration, that we sit. Wa aqallu ma yakunu fi hadihi al-julus, or fi hadihi al-julus, naam. And the, uh, the, the least amount or the, yani, uh, uh, of the duration of time that is needed. For this to constitute a sitting, naam, that position, to constitute fulfilling that position, is that what? Is that we have to sit and tahsula tumatnina. That we have to sit until we come to a rest. Naam, that a person comes up and they sit until they come to a rest. Until a, until a person's limbs come to rest and they actualize the sitting. Now, they actualize the sitting and they accomplish the sitting position. Whereas, the Shaykh says, فَإِذَا جَلَسَ وَطَمَأَنَّ فِي جُلُوسِهِ If they were to sit and come to rest at that sitting, then... Then they'll make the second prostration. But whoever they go straight to the next prostration before they fully actualize this sitting, then they would have left a pillar of their prayer off. They would have abandoned a pillar from their prayer. Now, if you abandon a pillar from the prayer, what happens to the prayer? Prayer doesn't count. The prayer becomes invalid. Okay? So it's important. And, and unfortunately, we may have seen this. People who come up from sajda, and they go like this. They come up from sajda, and they go right back down. They never come to rest in a sitting position. وفي حديث المسيء صلاته and in the hadith of the one who prayed badly قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said ثم رفع remember the coming up coming up is wajib حتى تطمئن جالسا until they come to a complete rest while sitting Sheikh Abdul Razak he mentions a point he says وقد يقال and somebody they might say Inna fi hadha shay'an Inna in this yani Inna fi hadha shay'an yani shay'an wahida Naam Inna in that the barely in, in this yani fi hadha shay'an min At-tiqrar At-tiqrar that is some repetitive yeah there's some repetition here Ni'annahu dhakara al-rafa' minhu because he mentioned coming up from it wal-jalsa bayna sajdatayni and then sitting between the two such detain. So some people may see that all of that yeah, inclusively is one thing. Now, uh, so 
uh, a person may argue that it was enough just to mention one of them. لا سيما أنه لم يذكر مثل ذلك بعد الركوع من بعد الرفع من الركوع because the like especially because the like was not mentioned when mentioning coming back up after the the bowing. نعم وقد يكون تنصيصه على الرفع من السجود حتى يفصل بين سجدتين and this is the reason why the emphasis was put on this coming up. Right, because we know the sajda, the prostration, is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer. Okay, and then you come up, and coming up is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer. Then you have to sit, and sitting is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer. And then, and then what do you do? You prostrate again, which is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer. Now, so the reason why. This was specified, and you find this specification here as 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 relates to coming up and sitting is for a reason. It's for a benefit. What's that benefit? Is so as to emphasize the sitting between the sajdatain to make sure that you bring a a distinction that you bring a distinction between the two prostrations. Now, hatta yafsila baina sajdatain until they they distinguish. Between the two prostrations, now, until they distinguish between the two prostrations. For in the jalous between the sajdatayni, qadrun zaidun al-fasl, because the sitting between the two prostrations is an additional move movement that is needed so as to bring this distinction between them two, right? And uh, so it could be argued this is why it was not mentioned for rukur. The likes of this, why? Because there's not two bowings. There's not two bowings. We bow, we, which is a, 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 a pillar. We come up. That's a pillar. Then we make sajda. Okay? Whereas between the, between the two sajdas, you have a pillar that has to be actualized. So that's why it was stressed so as to bring that clarity. So we have to come up between the two prostrations until as such we have separated between the two. There's a clear and distinct separation between the two and that is actualized by coming up and then resting till all of your body comes to rest. Now I'm in a sitting position. Then you go to the next prostration. And we have to sit between these two sittings from the standpoint, and we have to make sure we actualize it. Why? Because that sitting is its own separate pillar from the pillars of the prayer. And this is why. They are counted as two, meaning coming up, sitting, counted as two, because we have to bring this distinction so that we separate between the first prostration and the second prostration. And then the Imam Imam bin Baz, ta'ala, he mentions the next pillar from the pillars of the prayer, but bithnilahi ta'ala, we will save that. Until the next class, and we'll pick up from that point. Bismillah, fa naktafi bihadal qadar.
والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا